And that's the game. Brisbane has won. An entertaining game here at the Gabba. Full-time, Brisbane 32, the Sydney Roosters 10. Full-time. The Rabbitohs get it done, but not without a scare. 32-18 over the West Tigers. That is the final scoreline. NRL action from last weekend. One of our favourites on the show is SEN league commentator Scott Sattler. And, of course, rugby league coming to Perth this weekend. Doubleheader at Optus Stadium on Saturday. Scotty, welcome. Hey, Duff. How are you? Yeah, you're right. Uh, really looking forward to that one, actually. It's, when you look at what happens this weekend, this is this weekend's retro round in the NRL, but... Um, the two games going over there, the doubleheader in Perth, that's, um, that's pretty exciting, actually. How do the Dolphins do retro round, mate? They haven't, they haven't been around for 12 months. What do they, what do, they do for retro round? <laughs> well, what they do is they rely on their very proud history of the Redcliffe Dolphins, which is 1947 they came into the competition and have had multiple premierships in the Brisbane Rugby League. But most notably, Duff, they've been the host to some of our greatest rugby league players of all time, the Dolphins. So they're... Their uh, retro round probably is, is their rich history is steeped in you know, such great tradition and with some of our greatest players of all time, which is you know, the likes of Arthur Beetson and Chris Choppy Close, just to name a couple. So um, Arthur Beetson is one of our immortals and he was one of the, um, one of the former greats that played for the Redcliffe Dolphins. So the Dolphins are 13th at the moment. They play the Knights, who are 9th. What sort of a first season has it been for the Dolphins, Scotty? And uh, what are they? Are they still technically in contention, or are they? Is their season just uh, petering out a little bit? No, no. They probably they won't make the finals. Based on mathematics, they won't make the finals. And realistically, when you look at the, the table as well on for and against, they won't make the finals. But I've got to say, I'm one of many that thought they would have got the wooden spoon this year, which. Which is not embarrassing in your first year. It's about basically just setting a footprint first and foremost, and and getting a branding and, and what you stand for as a club. And but they've they've overachieved. I think many thought that they'd probably get maybe four or five wins this year, but they've doubled that. They've uh, they'll they'll win um, you know they'll win a couple of more games before the end of the season. But the way they captured the the hearts of the rugby league landscape early on, which they needed to do. They didn't need to win. They just need to be in contention with a lot of those games. And to come out in round one and beat the Roosters and then meet a lot, uh, meet a lot of other very good sides and beat them also means that they've got a pretty bright future of the club. How big an impact has Wayne Bennett had on all this, do you think? Well, he is the biggest influence. Um, any any of the three bids that would have got the licence would have had Wayne Bennett as their coach. And although the NRL, yeah, that wasn't one of their proposals that Wayne had to be the head coach, all three licenses were going to have Wayne as their head coach because, quite frankly, he's he started the Brisbane Broncos, had success. Uh, he's gone to other organisations as well that that required a that required some sort of makeover, and he's got success out of those as well. So um, he was always going to be the man for the job, and it's just what he does with the playing group as well. He, he prepares them for battle better than any other player, any other coach. So. Um, yeah, he's he's the ace card in the pack. Rabbitohs v Sharks, sixth v seventh. Now we told this there's probably going to be forty five thousand here on Saturday, um, Scott, which I would think would be a good result for rugby league. Oh, 
I'm surprised it said 45,000. I would have expected maybe 25, 30 tops. And I thought that would have been acceptable for a non-rugby league um, landscape. So um, I'm, you know, I'm more than happy with that. It's um, that'll be outstanding. But for the listeners out there, you're fortunate enough to see, you know, one of the real superstars of our game our blue-chip player in, in Latrell Mitchell. He wears jersey number one for the South Sea Rabbitohs, the, the red and green. And, um, and he is, he's an imposing figure. He's six foot, six foot three. Uh, he's a, an amazing athlete, indigenous boy. And he's one of the superstars of our game. And if South Sea goes through and win the comp, it'll be on the back of basically what he does uh, in the game. So, yeah, he's, he's like, you know, He's, if you look talking about it in AFL terms, he's he's like the recently retired Lance Buddy Franklin. He has that much of an influence on his side and how the game plays out. He's a yeah, he's I can't my eyes off him when I watch him. To be quite honest, he was a big absence for the Blues in the State of Origin series, wasn't he? It was a it was a significant factor. Massive. Yeah, both he and Tommy Trebojevic, and whenever they play under Brad Fiddler, they they win the series. When they don't, well, they really struggle. That's that's how influential. He is as a player. He's just got this. He's got this aura about him. He's got this um, this physical presence about him. He's, you know, he's um, he doesn't look like a, a finely tuned athlete, but he is just. And he's got this. He's got this mongrel in him as well. Like he just got this competitive streak in him where he just he doesn't want to be beaten in anything. So yeah, he's an imposing figure, and I'm yeah. You know, I've, I've got no doubt he's been back one week last week and came back in real good form as well against the West Tigers and. Now two games in, I think he'll um, he'll be he'll be pretty influential on the weekend. Uh, question from someone who often uh, texts in and uh, always asks really thoughtful questions on the Temperate Bedshed text line. Noddy says, "Can you ask Scotty his thoughts on Melbourne Storm celebrating, acknowledging their premierships that were taken off them for salary cap breaches?" Well, Noddy, uh, I tend to think play on. To be quite honest. Um, yeah, they were found cheating the salary cap over a period of time, about four or five years. Uh, in that period, they won two competitions. Um, and as an ex-rugby league player, I'm I'm not happy with cheating. I will say this, but a majority of rugby league teams who win a comp have tampered with the salary cap in some way. Um, probably not to the extent of what the Melbourne Storm did. But the thing about it is they said, they always say they wouldn't have been able to retain all their superstars in that club if they didn't cheat the salary cap. I disagree with that. Those players would have stayed anyway because they love Craig Bellamy. What it was, it was really bad management by their CEO, Brian Waldron, at the time, and anyone who was involved in their recruitment because and oversaw the salary cap because those players wouldn't have needed those third-party agreements to stay at that club because they loved it so much. So bad management had nothing to do with the football department and their ability to retain players. So I know, I know it's sour in some people's mouths about celebrating two competitions that have been taken off you, but as a player, they won the grand final on that day and there were players involved in that club, a lot of players involved in that club that would have had no idea what was going on that still achieved the, uh, the ultimate goal in sports. So I'm happy for them to celebrate it internally, I suppose doing it publicly is what's left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths even more. Um, celebrate it internally. Get your tattoos if you're a player for those years and, and internally um, celebrate the, those achievements. But I think publicly you're probably just probably left, left alone. Wally Lewis 
Um, sad news about him that came out of 60 Minutes on the weekend. What are your thoughts on that, the fact that he has CTE? Doesn't surprise me, Duff. I suppose when I saw it, I, I've been close to Wally since, well, for 30 years now. I was fortunate enough to play with Wally in his last season of a captain coach at the Gold Coast. It was my first season in the NRL. So fortunate enough to have a very good relationship with him. And it didn't surprise me when it, when it came out that he is showing predetermined signs of CTE. Many thought that you could only diagnose that upon death where they uh, researched the brain of the athlete. But yeah, neurologists is now saying that they can see through scans the effect that that uh, contact has had with the head, multiple concussions. Um, and it's quite easily to say, looking at the scan of Wally's brain, a neurologist is saying he is going to have dementia if he has not got signs of it now. So there are signs of dementia now. And which usually a result of CTE. So um, I'm shocked that um, he came out publicly, actually, Wally, because he tries to stay as private as possible, Wally, uh, even though that he's read the news for Channel 9 for a lot of years and commentates the footy. He's always relatively tried to to stay quite a recluse in public life, Um, but not surprised that that's the effects of the the game that he serves so admirably. So uh, would he do it again? Well, he said, yeah, I'd do it all over again, but uh, what we know now, we know that we're going to see, I suppose, a lot less um, incidences of CTE with the you know, with the mandates that the game has put in place. So, uh, very sad to see Wally the way he is as well. Um, he's a great guy, Wally. You know, outside of being a rugby league superstar, he's he's just a really thoughtful guy. I've always enjoyed his company, and, and he's got good care now. He's got a, he's got a beautiful partner, and um, yeah, just hopefully that you know they they'll never stop the signs of it, but hopefully they can. Um, I suppose, you know, the long life that he's got left to be able to live the best way he can. Well said, Scott. And on that note, we'll uh, we'll let you go. Thanks for joining us on the show today, mate. Uh, wish you all the best. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again next week. Go the Lions. <laughs> They're struggling a bit, mate. They're over here. They're over here too. So <laughs> well, we'll, no. we'll see how no, they go. They're not convincing me. Thanks, mate. Stuff. All right. Uh, Scott Sattler, of course, one of our favourites. SEN, uh, part of the SEN family, uh, rugby league legend. We'll take a break and we'll be back uh, with the class ladder update after the break.